Welcome to the C3 Eastern Suburbs podcast. We're glad to have you tune in today and hope this message blesses you. If you'd like to visit, we meet in Glen Innes, Auckland on Sundays at 10am. You can also find us on www.c3easternsuburbs.org.nz. Enjoy the message. Hey, fantastic to have you here this morning. So yeah, we're in this uh, new little series on Wide-Eyed Wonder, and it comes from this little scripture in Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, and uh, out of the Passion version of the Bible, which I was reading the other week, and it says this, uh, learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child. How cool is that? I just, I just thought it was beautiful the way that expresses, and I love the idea that we that we, we need to recapture that wonder, that curiosity of a child. And, and my heart is that we are more passionate about Jesus in 20 years' time, that we're not less passionate, that we're not burned out, you know, grumpy people, but we're, we're in love and we carry that passion through, that we're not cynical. And I think it's, it's about uh, not stop, stopping learning, that we're going on a journey and, and that we're going on an adventure you know when you're a kid and you're going on an adventure and there's excitement when you go get in the car and you go, we don't know where we're going and you could be going anywhere and that anticipation which happens. And I think we've got to explore faith with that same sort of mystery, that same sort of sense of anticipation and not becoming jaded or cynical. Who's on for that? Yeah, come on. And, and, and as even Doug was, was sharing, it's, you know, I've probably found the second lockdown uh, harder than the first lockdown. Like the first lockdown, it was kind of like, okay, let's, uh, we've got some time, we've got some energy, let's go for some walks, let's learn a few more things. This time it's starting to be a little bit, <laughs> and a little bit, oh, and again, oh. but we've got to get back. And, and I kind of feel that even with church, you know, it's kind of like, oh man, We've got to get back together again. We've got to stir up some faith. We've actually got to recreate and find that place of excitement around this God thing. And that we wouldn't be that, um, been there, done that, you know. Ah, because that just sucks. That uh, I've seen it all before, been there, done that. And familiarity, it just breeds contempt. And I think it also breeds complacency. And so I want us to kind of unpackage the scripture a little bit this morning and have a look at what it says. So it starts off in Matthew 18 and verse 1. It says, who's the greatest? About that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And it starts off, it's, starts off with a question to Jesus. And, and the disciples, as usual, they're, they're jockeying for position, right? They're going, come on. Who's, who's the greatest? Who's the best around here? Who's the top dog in the, in the disciples' you know, ranking order around it? And, and as usual, what I love about Jesus is that he absolutely turns it on its head. It's this upside-down kingdom. It's this first shall be last and the last shall be first sort of idea. And, and he doesn't point to one of his disciples and he doesn't say, all right, you know, that guy's the greatest, you know, He's the, he's, he's the hippest uh, local rabbi or he's the hottest worship leader, hey Steve, or, or he's one of the superstars. He's not, you know, any of those. And, and we have this superstar culture, don't we? That, you know, who are the influencers? Who's got the most followers? Who's got the most likes on that? And that often makes us feel inadequate. But I love, I love Jesus' response to the question of who's the greatest. And he calls a small child to illustrate this point. 
So this is where we get to verse 2. So Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom's realm with a wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter in. And it's just this little thing of, of change the way you, that you're thinking. Become teachable. So what's our current way of thinking? You know, so often our current way of thinking is uh, been there, done that, seen it, got the T-shirt. And, and you think with the disciples, like they'd, been, they'd been walking with Jesus for a couple of years by this point. And they're kind of like, you know, we know where this thing's at. You know, we know, we've worked out that Jesus is the Messiah. You know, in fact, in the, in the chapter beforehand, Jesus had just had this transfiguration experience where his glory has been revealed. And so the disciples are probably feeling pretty good about themselves. You know, we've got this sussed. We know what's going on. We know who the, the Messiah is. And they're thinking, probably thinking, one of us must be the greatest because we're right here, right now with the Messiah. But I think when we get to that place where we think we know everything, when we stop learning, that's when we stop growing. And I think we need to redevelop that whole thing of curiosity, of wonder, to learn something new. And then the scripture goes on with this wide-eyed wonder of a child, childlike faith. Learn about heaven's kingdom realm with the wide-eyed wonder of a child. So what does uh, wide-eyed wonder actually look like? Well, the next photo is actually what wide-eyed wonder looks like right there. <laughs> and that is a wide-eyed wonder. <laughs> and uh, I remember we were doing a youth camp uh, one time and we had a child, so we got a cabin rather than a tent, which was nice. And it was actually Father's Day. And, and I woke up and there was Georgia in the porticot uh, right between us. And I woke up to this face, <laughs> and, and this face going, come on, Dad, it's time to get up, bring on the day. Who's got little kids who are like that? At four in the morning or whatever, you go, oh, you, you don't want one, I wonder at that point, do you? Just some shut-eye sleep would actually be really, really helpful. But it's that, that child waking up going, come on, Dad, let's go, let's do this. And you get that, uh, that, that, those piercing blue eyes. And big, do you want to put the next photo? See, look at those white, that, that's wide-eyed wonder eyes right there. And uh, ready to take on the world. That childlike enthusiasm that anything can happen. Who wants to get back to that place? Come on. Well, three people, okay. <laughs> Who wants to get back to that place? Go on. Come on, that, that, that childlike enthusiasm. You know, when, when, when things are new, right, when you start something new, there's that excitement. You know, when you're in a new relationship, you know, remember back in those days when you start, just start dating? Come on, and you go, there's that little, you know, sparkle of the eyes, little, little thing going on. That, that wide eye wonder, or when you, when you have a new baby, there's that thrill, there's that excitement. What's going to happen? You know, or when you're planning your church, it's like, come on, what could happen? What could God possibly do? When, when you buy a new guitar, the eyes light up, isn't it? It's, 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 it's those new things. The new, when you get a new house and you finally get to move in and, and everything with that. But naturally, over time, we become familiar, right? We come just, ah, oh, it's just us, you know. That's just my, you know, that's just my wife, you know. 
<laughs> not like that. <laughs> no, not like that. They're, they're <laughs> That's the example, isn't it? Yeah. But what we found like endearing at the beginning can suddenly become a little bit annoying. <laughs> I could be in trouble. Uh, bad, bad illustration. This could take me to a bad place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but isn't that right in life? So often which starts out with, with this, this excitement, this wide-eyed wonder. And I want to make sure that as we go down the track with Jesus, that we come back to that childlike faith. We come back to that place and say, yes, come on. Anything is possible. God can do anything. And start that adventure again. Uh, I was talking to uh, Somi. I, I haven't seen her here th- this morning. This lovely lady who's, who's joined as part of the church and just new to faith. And uh, she'd just done the Alpha course with uh, Fee Nichols, took her along to the Alpha course during lockdown. And, well, they did it online. And then they did the, did the Holy Spirit weekend. And uh, I was asking Somi the other week, and I said to her, hey, what have you found uh, most uh, surprising about Christianity and about this whole journey of faith for you? And uh, she, she says to me, Glenn, I discovered this new thing of speaking in tongues. She said, it was amazing. There's this whole new realm. She said, I never knew that that even existed or anything like that. And it was this, this wide-eyed wonder, this newness to faith and excitement around it, this wonder and of the supernatural. And we've got to return and find that place of that first love. Return to that first love. So how do we learn with that wide-eyed wonder of a child? And I think it says this, unless we are teachable and capture this childlike faith, we're not even going to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is urging us to be childlike, not childish. Who, who wants to be childish? You know, we do need to grow up. <laughs> and, I, and I think, when I, when I was thinking about this thing, I, and even what Doug shared, it's kind of, where do we put our trust? Where do we put our faith? See, being childlike means being humble enough to trust Jesus when, when we're tempted to put our trust somewhere else or put our trust in ourselves. Children understand that they depend on others and they respond with an easy trust. And we can easily go, look, I've got this. You know, I'm self-reliant. I've got life figured out. I can sort this myself. But it says unless we humble ourselves, we will never enter in. We'll never actually be able to find Christ and I think that humility is the greatest friend and pride is our greatest enemy when we start with I don't fully understand this or I don't have all the answers I need help I think that's where curiosity starts right and we've got to come back to that place of I don't you know even when I read through the Bible I've read it you know a bunch of times you know I read it but there's still a mystery Still stuff in there which, man, I've never read that before. Man, I don't really understand that. Anyone read Revelations through lately? It's like, my, it's kind of like mind-blowing. But there's this mystery and there's this intrigue. And we've got to come with childlike faith. And I don't understand everything, but I choose to trust. And I'm going to live open-handed because I believe my God will supply all my needs. To go to that place, I choose to trust. There's stuff I don't understand that is a mystery, like 
how the car engine works. Who understands that? Maybe Danny might understand that. <laughs> but I can put that aside and, and, and I, I can enjoy the journey. Like with a kid. a kid. When a kid jumps in the car, they don't understand the full mechanics of how everything works. All they know is that they jump in and it goes, hopefully, if you've got a decent car. They just trust that it all works. And then the last part of this verse, it says, whoever continually humbles themselves to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. So if you want to be the greatest, if you want to be the greatest one, place yourself in this place of humility. Place yourself in this place of openness. And I just want to like, finish this one. I want to give you quickly five practical ways to cultivate wide-eyed wonder. You ready for this? All right. Number one, do something new. Do something different. Come on. Like simple things, like read the Bible in a different version, okay? If you've read the Bible in the King James Version all your life, try something, try the NIV or try the Passion Translation or try the New Living Translation. Just read it. What I've found is that it just opens the scripture up slightly differently, which is, or get it on a Bible app. You know, download one of those Bible apps, or stick it on your car, stick it in your headphones. Do something different. Study something new. Last year I did a Tereo course, and uh, I wasn't that brilliant at it. Priscilla was way better at it than me. This year I'm doing a counselling course because I need help. I need, I need, I need, and, and it's, I'm finding it so enlightening, this stuff. I think, why the heck didn't I learn this stuff 20 years ago? It's like, this stuff is really helpful. What could you start fresh? What could you do, do new or different? Create curiosity. Number two, spend some time with passionate people. People who invigorate you. You know, you know when you hang out with certain people, you come away inspired. You think, oh man, we could do anything. This is exciting. You know, and, and we need to have those people in our life who we engage with, who are passionate, who are in love with Jesus. We're going, come on. What are the possibilities? We open our eyes. Do that. Join a connect group or start one. Find that place with a few people and go, come on. Number three, connect with nature. The, the, the wonder of God's creation. Get off the couch, get off your phone, get out there and go for a walk. Get into nature and explore. Bird watching apparently is the latest thing. <laughs> apparently. Is the, is, come on, when, 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 we get to, when we get into nature and creation... Creation, it, it, it opens us up. Actually, uh, Paul made me watch, I shouldn't say made me watch, sent me a little clip of the, the octopus teacher. And I watched this, uh, the, this Netflix thing the other week. Let's just play a short clip of it. This is kind of like the... It's a crazy story about this guy who befriends an octopus. And, and it's brilliantly shot. And, but this connection with nature and, and the... The crazy little animals you see under the water, and you, I don't know, I, I was inspired, let's say, by it. And, and we need to connect with, with nature. You know, find that place, find that place. Number four, dream again. Dream again. What are, what are you dreaming about? What are you creating? I love what Winky Prattney said. He's kind of one of the great heroes of New Zealand uh, faith. And he said, we're only as young as our dreams and as old as our cynicism. 
We are only as young as our dreams and as old as our cynicism. Where do you sit on that spectrum? Are you dreaming at the moment or are you, are you getting slightly cynical? Come on. We need to dream again. We need to get that, that blank sheet of paper out again and go, come on, what could God do? What is possible? You know, I, I, I love the idea of, of a new season. I love that we're in spring. You know, everything winter is everything. Uh, and then suddenly, daylight saving, things start to come alive. The grass starts to grow. The flowers pop out. But also in life, you know, we enter into another season. God gives us seasons where we can enter in and, and begin to dream again. Think, what are the possibilities? And the last thing here is, is, is look for the supernatural. Come on. We need to keep looking for the supernatural, that we'd keep believing, that we'd keep praying, that we'd keep speaking in tongues, that we'd open our eyes, that we would dream. That you know, What if God wanted to use you? What if God wanted to connect with you? What if God wanted to speak to you? What if God wanted to meet with you? What if God wanted to come even this morning into your world? What would that be like? What if God wanted to pour his spirit through you? That you would position ourselves in, in, in this childlike faith. That we'd position ourselves and say, God, here I am. You know, like a kid you know, looking for a crunchy bar or something. Here I am. We would open our eyes with wide-eyed wonder in that place. You know, with that whole thing of salvation, you know, it talks about unless you come as a child, you can't enter in. And sometimes we've got to put aside like all those, those questions and concepts and everything like that and say, God, I don't understand everything. But Jesus, this morning I'm coming to you. I'm opening my life. I'm opening my heart. I'm coming before you. And it's just a little prayer of, of Jesus, I give you my life. And so often we need to just do that and just come back to God and just go, come on. Jesus, I, I come as a kid and, and I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I enter in. Let's trust Maybe why don't you just stand? Holy Spirit, just come. Lord, allow us to breathe again. Lord, in this place, in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Lord, breathe through us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come back to that place of wonder. Lord, that we see your creation. Lord, fill us again in Jesus' name with your Holy Spirit. Lord, if we're dry and thirsty... Lord, wash over us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Kingdom of God. It's not found in like three keys to success. But it's found in this connection with the Creator, the Almighty God. Brings peace. 
brings life. Maybe Kayla, can you just come? Let's just sing that song, that peace.